0: welcome to united by calcio my name is christian and i am joined as always by the one the only the proudest inter fan on this planet the happiest man because you know supercopa apparently is the biggest trophy ever and because he's eight million dollars richer oh wait no you're not eight million dollars richer inter is eight million dollars richer
1: robbie yes sir supercopa Campione. ole 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 what a team uh thanks for having me what a time to be alive three I mean this is what you dream of you are super copa back to back to back champions you make it at four i hope so just gotta come in top two
0: well, we, we shall see what happens. We shall see what happens. But that was that was good energy. Good energy. Nice vibes oh, yeah. there. We are alive. Um, well, we'll see how the energy trans—you uh, know—sort of trans. Uh, sorry, Jesus can't even speak. Transfers as the rest of the season goes on, right? Because I don't know, it might get a little nervy. We're currently at the top of the league. Juve is that is, you know, so things might get a little testy. Robbie, your hopes yeah. might come crashing down.
1: Yeah, Pot enter. They never make it easy. So we'll see, you know. Well, Napoli okay. were, yeah, Napoli were what? 30 minutes of a man down and they waited until 90th plus one to score. Like, yeah. couldn't have done it in like the 70th minute and then killed another one. Like, it would have been great. But no, no, no. I no. Know.
0: This is Inter. This is Inter for sure. Yes. But they definitely put it uh, put it all out there, right? I mean, you got you to gotta say about the, the, the game. They showed up for it. This was not like a, a secondary unit being sent out there for this game. They wanted it. They really wanted this game. Probably the 8 million. I mean, that probably doesn't hurt. Uh, but yeah. All in all, good for you. I'm glad you got that out out of your system. Um, yeah. you, you, just, you you get the gloat this week. You get the gloat.
1: Yeah. Best time. Hey, said- hey, let's like these teams play for trophies. It's and at the end of the day, yeah. no matter uh-huh. how insignificant this trophy uh-huh. is, Interesting. A trophy is a trophy. And I mean, it's true. It you true. can't talk a about a trophy drought here. No, no. <laughs> the days are zero. It has been zero days since we're recording this on the day they just won. Uh, since they won a trophy. When you hear it, it'll be three days. But hey. Well played. Well played. Yeah. Uh,
0: good good, good job for Inter. Grats all Inter fans. Amazing. I feel so happy for them. I don't know if you sense my sarcasm, but it's there. Um, Jokes aside, let's dive into match day 22, shall we, Robbie? Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right. Well, with that, let's start with Juventus and Empoli. Uh, At home, Juve have not been beaten 17 straight games here. They've drawn, I think, two games in that stretch. That is incredible. When you consider that, uh, the I think the, the current longest streak is Bayer Leverkusen, right? And uh, the Bundesliga at 24. That is a pretty impressive run. Uh, they're maintaining that tight defense. The last three games, they've given up no goals. Three clean sheets in a row. And uh, before that, I think the last five games at all, they've given up two goals. Not bad. Not bad. They've scored a metric, uh, you know what, of goals, though, for sure. Uh at this point they've gotten in what like damn, that's impressive. Honestly. Number uh eighteen goals. Eighteen goals. This is not a UV I know. I, I'm I'm confused. I'm I'm really
1: confused at this point, Robbie. You gotta help me out here. Yeah, they're playing great. I mean, you could, they could not be playing better. And they've won seven in a row, seventeen unbeaten, and they're just continuing to get the results they need. Because at the end of the day, at first, it wasn't about how playing pretty. It was about getting results. Now, they're playing pretty and getting the results. And it's a team to be, like, reckoned with. Like, they're they're going to be there at the end. And it'll be a very fun title race.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, uh I, I've got to take a moment here and just com- compliment, congratulate, throw some nice comments towards vlahovic because i've been i've been pretty harsh on him i think a lot of people have uh, all season a little harsh at times a little you know fair at times but nonetheless he's been coming up big i mean 5 goals 3 games that that is an impressive run this is the guy you want to show up this is a guy we thought we were getting in that 75 million euro transfer this is it you want this version this dominant selfish striker to come up every single week. Doesn't matter who it's against. Empoli, Frosinone, Sassuolo, Inter, Milan. It does not matter. He needs to come up like this every single week. And if he keeps this up, I mean, I I just, I I would love nothing more. I mean, what, what do you make of his performances?
1: Yeah. He's been unbelievable. Five goals in his last three games. And what better to keep that run going than playing Empoli at home? That's yeah. what you draw it up. I mean, inter- Juve are 8-2-0 at home, and Empley are 2-2-6 on the road. Like, this like this is going to be the same outcome that we just saw the last multiple games. Like, Juve are on fire. Vlaovic is on fire. Now, granted, he might not be able to score, like, the world bangers, like, of just the top <laughs> right corner, top left corner. Yeah. You know, but as long as it's ending up in the back of the net, who cares? Like, that goal right. is a goal, and he may have stolen it from Weston McKenney, but he doesn't care. That's on the stat <laughs> no, sheet. Because at the end yep. of the day, everyone looks at the game, they're like, wow, Vlaovic scored two goals.
0: He did. I mean, he so. did. You know, he tapped it in. It was an assist. McKenney got an assist. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll just and... pretend it was an assist. Um, you know, Vlaovic scored twice in the February 26-2022 matchup against Empoli. That's a little, a little ways back there, of course. But two years, uh, just about. Uh, but, you know, you could score another two here, right? You could get get his tally up to 13 there. All in all, jokes aside, you know, this game should be a Juventus victory and a decisive one at that. It's at home against Empoli. Yes, Empoli are coming off of uh, a win against Monza, but you look at their prior games before that, and it doesn't look good. They, they dropped points in four out of the last five games, right? So,
1: yeah, I mean, Zerkowski is an unbelievable player. Like I said, in the, uh, the match recap was, Mm -hmm. he's found his level in Serie A. Serie B was actually (laughs) too good for him. he never scored in a, in a game for Spezia. And he has four goals in his first two games, uh, for Serie A. So he's found his level. And I'd you know, look out for him. He might might get it. He had a perfect hat trick. Needs to be said. Yeah. Scored nice. with his right, left, and his head. Like heck yeah, man. That is awesome. He
0: was definitely feeling it. He's definitely feeling it. But I, I just I have a a little problem here. He's gonna come crashing into the wall that is Juventus currently. Um, especially that back line led by Bremer. I mean, he's not gonna let him score three. I don't think I don't. I don't even see him scoring one. You know, to to sort of pre predict here, I, I just don't see this matchup going anywhere. Empoli likes. I agree. Three zero is really my score line. I know it seems kind of you know uh, a bold prediction at this point because that requires a lot of a lot more consistency. Consistency, which this is not a common thing for you Chris. so. The way Vlaovic is playing, the way Yildiz is playing, the way you know, if Kiesa can continue building, right on, on these last uh, couple of weeks here, that defense keeps remaining solid, that midfield continuing to work hard the way they do. McKenney specifically, like three or four assists at this point in the last uh, few few weeks. I don't see this game ending up any other way. I, I just don't see how emply score here at home.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do think this is going to be an easy victory for Juventus. Um, I will be predicting 3-1 to one just to differentiate. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. But Juve are going to win this game. They're going to cruise. They did last year in this same fixture, 4-0. And I just think they're red hot right now. Yeah. And Empley are going to be outmatched especially at in turn. Um, so 3-1 final.
0: Fair prediction, fair prediction. Um, now, just looking ahead a little bit, I do want to take a little peek for Juve, uh, what's coming up over the, the horizon here. Um, Juve is facing Inter right after this, right? At Siro. that's a tough matchup, really, really tough matchup, especially because Inter are also in form. Great a little spluttering a little bit, perhaps, maybe just a little bit. The look, the I wish I I wish you could describe just the look that he just gave me for that one. They've uh, won four in a row. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I just want to make sure Champions. I got your attention. Champions. I want to make sure you're listening. I wanted to make sure you're listening. You were Clearly, talking you were. about Juventus, uh, so <laughs> Oh, well, that, that makes sense. Uh, with that said, Inter obviously is the next matchup. That's a tough matchup. Uh, so I think you know, Inter. I mean, Juve have to win here every game they can, right? Right after that, Udine, uh, Verona, Frosinone again, and then Napoli and Atalanta. So two tougher matchups, but you got three matchups that you should be able to win. All in all, you're talking about potentially, at the very minimum, you're talking about 12 points that you should have, right? From those four, quote unquote, easy games. Again, no offense to those teams. We're just talking about specifically the teams and lineups that just exist, right? There's just only so much these teams can do. And then you've got Napoli, Atlanta. Let's say you win one and you draw one, right? Four points there. Inter is, I mean, that's a toughie. That's a very tough one. Uh, I'm not sure where that one goes. That's that's a way against Inter in form right now. It's a little scary. I'm not going to lie. I see that game ending up 2-1 Inter. Uh, It's very tight. I I just don't see that. Maybe we pull it off, but I just don't know. But we'll talk more about that next week. Just overall, I want to get your opinion, though, on the schedule. Does this schedule sort of afford an opportunity for you to really ramp things up for the end of the season?
1: Yeah, the three games after Inter will be a good either keep the streak going or recover. If they do some lose that game, Like it's a good recovery period. However, right. I have learned from years past, you do not count points that you don't have. I agree. Like so, like looking at those games, like yes, Juve should get twelve points. Yes, of course. But there's always random games that they just like teams drop points. Like Inter had that same thing happen two years ago. They had the game in hand. Mm -hmm. They lost away to Bologna, and they no longer had that game in hand because they were just assuming that was a win. Like, nope, you have to win your games. You do. You do. So I'm not a fan of just counting point, like just saying, oh, I completely good. agree with you, you said they should. So like, it wasn't like you said they will, but I'm just saying like, yeah, bad habit for at least for it me is. to think that I get what ahead. you're saying. Um, I, I think for me, it's more such a pivotal match. Like of course is before course. it against
0: Inter, Of course. Well, I think that, that that's the reason why I bring it up is because I'm, I'm wondering if this is, you know, for me, the way I see it is that inter matchup, is either a pivotal moment in a good way or a bad way, right? It's either a moment that sort of breaks this team and its confidence and slows its momentum, or it's a moment where this team sort of reasserts itself. You know, whether they lose or win, they sort of come back out of it and say, you know what, doesn't matter, move on. What do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, during the Scudetto season for Inter, I felt like the 2 nothing win against Juventus where Barella scored and Vidal scored. That was the moment where the team believed. I and mean, it was certainly where I believed as a fan that, okay, this team can do this. And I think that game represents a big opportunity for Juventus and Inter. Like both of them can see that game and be like, okay, win this game. And all of a sudden you control your destiny because right now both control their destiny. If both win out, they are the title holders, whoever it is, because they play each other, and that would decide it. Um, So, you can control your destiny if you Mm -hmm. win that game. It's massive. And it should be fun. That's still two weeks away, but still. Fun to think about.
0: With that, I do want to just look at uh, Empoli's schedule as well, because This team is second to last currently, so not far off from Now They have four points, but nonetheless, they're in that bottom three relegation zone. Looking at their schedule, the last sorry, next eight weeks or so, what are we seeing here? Uh, Because it doesn't, to me, it doesn't look very, very promising. It doesn't look like they've got much of an opportunity to breathe air here.
1: No, I mean relegation fights. You're not going to have much breathing room, anyways. Like you Mm. have to get points. In any game, like that's just any point you get is going to be massive. And you go way to Salernitana on February 9th, massive game. You are home to Cagliari on March 3rd, massive game. And then if you get points in any other game outside those, huge. Because every point is going to matter, especially since there's five, six teams in this fight. You just got to find a way. And again, they play Sassuolo, at Sassuolo on February 24th. If you win that game, all of a sudden Sassuolo might be below you. So like, again, like just any game, you need to find a way to get up a, a point, three points, anything from it.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, this is this is sort of the survival nature of being in the bottom three uh, at this point. They, they definitely have to just keep on trying uh, to do whatever they can to make it to the next week uh, with as many points as they can. Uh, It it does sort of uh, lead us perfectly to the next matchup we're gonna cover, and that's the Milan-Bologna matchup. Now, Milan are coming off of a pretty good run of form lately. They've only lost that one game against Atalanta. Uh, Otherwise, four out of five, not bad. On the other hand, Bologna has been in a poor, poor run lately, right? They've lost three out of the last five, drew one and won one, obviously. What are we making of this game? I mean, I'm not quite sure what to make of it. I'll be honest with you.
1: Yeah, it's really about what Bologna team shows up. Right. And it'll be interesting. Like, you can't lose away to Cagliari. That's a bad loss if you're Bologna. No, no you And then you're knocked out of Coppa Italia. You draw it home to Genoa. Genoa is a good side, so that's not like too harsh, but losing again away to Udinese, not great. No. In their home, their away games, they're really not performing recently. Mm -hmm. So again, Milan, red hot. And I just don't see a way that Milan are losing this game. Bologna certainly have the talent to compete in this game, but they're just sputtering and they have to find a way to stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Milan is the perfect opportunity. you come up against a big team. You've played well mm-hmm. against the big teams before. You just drop points to lower teams. And maybe this is the get-right game.
0: Could very well be, right? And I mean, uh, when, when Milan went to Bologna, right, to, to for, for the first game of the season, uh, or first game earlier this season... They won 2-0. It was a simple go in, get two goals, come out victory. I see very much the same thing happening. This team ha- is sort of losing a lot of steam. Uh, I-, I don't like the way they're playing right now. They-, they need to pick themselves back up. I just don't see it. I don't see them figuring out how to come back up right now in this game. This Milan team is very, very hot right now. They're playing very good football and so i i just don't see this game uh being it i i see a prediction of 2-0 that that's what i uh i see this game
1: ending up as that's fair yeah my prediction will be a podcast special two to one ac milan um mainly milan are a good home team they're 8-0 and two while bologna on the road they haven't lost a lot but they're one six and three so not really threatening to win games yeah. and the fact that Milan already have the recipe on how to beat Bologna when they did on the road which is even tougher against this right. side um i just think they'll be able to repeat and get that 2-1 done
0: yeah i mean completely agree i think they they've got quite uh quite the ability this Bologna team but you know the given unfortunately some of this is due to the financial ability right their roster limitations, it was bound to happen. But they're not still far out of fourth place here. They're really not that far out. Uh, they're still keeping a, a small uh, gap there with Fiorentina. So nothing's impossible. They're still not so far out of the picture where you, you really do need to count them out. I still don't see this game going their way. But talking more sort of looking looking ahead here for Milan what do we make of their, their next eight games? Uh, are we seeing this team sort of making confident strides uh, and really ending the season on a high note and bridging the gap between themselves and Inter and Juve, right? Or are we seeing them struggle
1: a little bit, perhaps? Yeah, I think they'll, they'll keep up the energy. I mean, I've said for a while, this is a three-horse race. If Milan only worry about themselves and just getting results, they will be there at the end. Like, Inter and Juve are going to drop points at some point. Hundred percent. Like, they play each other. Now, what if mm-hmm. Milan beats Inter and Juve? Okay. Now, all of a sudden, they are gaining way more points. Yeah. Um, now, granted, in the next four games, they also have the Europa League, which I yep. feel like is an important tournament for them. Very, um, very. To win Europa League, then you get in pot one. I actually mm-hmm. don't know how pots work still for... Uh, the new champions league. So maybe that doesn't apply. Um, Mm -hmm. But still to, to win Europa league, like that's an important trophy. Um, It is people make fun of the conference league, but that's like Europa league is an actual reputable trophy. And yeah, there's no slouches in that this year. Like no Liverpool. No, there aren't Leverkusen, Brighton, like Milan. Like you got some quality footy teams in there. Um, so hopefully they are they're able to go to Ren beat Rens at home and then go to Rens and get the result and move on to the next round. Um but really that the one that, that sticks yeah. sticks out to you is in three matches you got Napoli. That's which right. what Napoli will we see? Will mm-hmm. we see the one that just dismantled Fiorentina? Um, or will we see the one that we saw with Rudy Garcia just struggling away? Um yeah. That's true. Yeah. But that'll be three matches away. So that'll be very interesting to see. Um yeah, I think Milan are gonna keep on cruising, just do what they do best. They're a fun team to watch. They are and they are it'll be a fun, a to fun end of the season. If only they can just
0: figure out that little defensive issue they've got. Uh they would it would honestly be they'd be even better off. But that's uh, much easier said than done, obviously. Uh, with that, I just also want to go over Bologna's future matchups a little bit here. Now, they're again, like I mentioned, they're not far off from Fiorentina. I think it's only two points that separates them from fourth place. Correct. That's really yeah. not bad at all. Not bad at all. They can definitely overcome that if they come back to life, so to speak. They face, after Milan, Sassuolo, Lecce, Fiorentina, Lazio, uh, Verona, and Atalanta. Seems relatively doable when you look at it on the surface, right?
1: Or no. Yeah. And four of those games are home. So the Lazio and Atalanta ones are the only road games with Milan, right. of course. But those four home games, like, okay, you can get results, maybe wins in all four. Now, again, right. we don't count points, but still, if you got nine out of those, mm-hmm. you'd say that's probably a solid result and you're keeping pace. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you just got to, if you're Bologna, you just got to stay focused one game at a time. You can't look too far ahead, just one game at a time. Focus on this. And I feel like they will do that. Like Tiago Mata has proven he's a very good coach. Yes. Um, I'm excited to see what he does in the future and this season. Um, but I think he'll preach that. Just we are focused about Milan right now. And then once that game's done, okay, let's focus on Sassuolo at home. How are we going to get the points here? And, yeah, and so on and so forth in each individual game.
0: Uh, just one more thing I wanted to mention about this game as well, the Milan-Bologna game, is it'll be interesting to see if uh, Milan's new signing will be making a debut. Terraciano, uh they got from uh, Verona, I believe it was, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, he might be making his debut, right? He, I think they signed him in time for this week's game, but I guess it was maybe too, too quick um, of a... Sort of you're getting adjusted, et cetera, new new environment, new city, uh, everything. But uh, we'll see, right? Uh, he's a pretty, he's a interesting talent. I think he's also got a lot of potential. Uh, he's he's electric at times, especially for Verona. What do you make of
1: him? Yeah, and I mean, it's it's good depth. It's a lot of Milan have been getting hurt consistently, yeah. so it's just yes, any absolutely. warm bodies is good. Um, but it does feel like a lot of players that when they come in new. They're able to integrate, like we talked about it in the recap, like all these new players, these new faces, and Milan haven't missed a beat. they're playing really well, and I see no difference here, like I'm sure he'll come in, he won't miss a beat, and he'll play well, and Milan will keep on going uh that'd be that'd be absolutely fantastic i mean
0: i'd I'd love to see uh a scenario where he makes his debut and you know scores first thing. That'd be pretty fantastic, uh, un- unlike uh, a certain someone from Napoli who decides to get a red card within five minutes of coming in. <laughs> we'll move on from that. I'm oh. just kidding. I'm just kidding. But jokes aside, uh, let's move on to Lazio and Napoli, two teams that are just confounding, right? They've been confounding all season. Uh, all season long, uh, we've been talking about the inconsistencies, the Jekyll and Hyde sort of comparisons of where, who we're going to see. What are we going to get? Granted, this uh, Lazio team is in a better form right now. Four of the last five they've won. Uh, Napoli uh, has won two in the last five. Not great. Drawn one, lost two. They just obviously lost the, the big matchup against Inter. Uh, a pretty painful way, if I'd say so. What are we seeing from this game here? I mean, because you've got Cavada also suspended for this game because of the same things you were just, you mentioned, yellow cards.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's in Rome, so I feel like it'll probably end up in a draw. Um, I just think I've seen enough from Napoli that I'm encouraged that they'll be able to weather Lazio. I mean, Lazio were terrible in that inter game. Yeah, they, they never were, were in it. And Napoli played Inter really well. They weathered the storm. They hit on the counter. Cavara had a really good chance. Summer made a great save. And if that goes in and Summer doesn't save that, maybe it's a different game. But then you got the red card, and it was just all Inter after. So it's tough once you got to the 60th minute to right. really kill Napoli, because like they had to park the bus. They had to just weather the storm and hope for Fair. penalties. Cause there was just not their striker got a red card and then there were a lot of yellows in given. I think you said, you said like nine. nine. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of yellow cards. The ref was handing them out left and right. (laughs) Like they were subbing them off. Like there was one point they subbed off, like all the forwards, and it was like basically like an eight two zero, and I was like, "This is wild! Like they are waving yeah. the white flag and just defending for their lives." They, I um, mean, they were, yeah. And I, they almost made it to extra time. Like they, they did well in a lot of moments. Um, Defense says so a lot,
0: though, that Inter came through even with yeah. that.
1: For both, I feel like like Inter have been a very high powered offense mm-hmm. this season, like they've scored a goal in, I don't know what the number, but in a lot of matches. Like, this year, they have not been cl- clean sheeted, um in Serie A. And it, Napoli were five minutes from that, right. um, whether it would have gone to extra time or not. Um, but still, like, for me, it was a very good defensive performance from Napoli. I know yeah. you said it like you're we're used to the offensive performances. Um, but you got to fix the defensive side before you can – fix both like the offensive side too. So for me, I think it'll end 1-1. But I am confident in Napoli going forward from what I've seen over the past two games in the
0: Supercopa. I like your confidence. Honestly, I gotta say, I really, really enjoy your confidence there. Um, I'm not as confident about this team, unfortunately. I see this as a... 2-1 2-1 Lazio uh, with a victory here. I think uh, Lazio at home, Stadio Olimpico, I think it's just it's a different environment, different scene, different place. Uh, I think this team's going to overcome it, And they've played enough uh, without Immobile this season. They definitely, I think, are going to meet Zaccagni. He's a, he's a good talent there on the left. But I think all in all, uh, this team's going to do just fine without him. Um, I just don't see Napoli. I, I think it's going to be kind of a, a defeating uh loss right that that know yeah, it's sort of uh redundant there but it's defeating in the sense that they feel let down right they almost had it it was like the last second those losses can hurt you more than a lot of other losses right losing 3-0 doesn't feel as bad as losing like that last second that hurts uh been there done that not fun now, there's something to note here, of course. Kajust is uh, out, suspended as well on cards. Kvada is out, suspended on cards. Immobile and Zakanya are both out cards as well. And then Angisa and Osumen are both out, of course, because of the uh, international duty. African Cup is still going on. That's pretty impactful for them. So they're going to have to play defensive again. Right? They really they don't really have very
1: many options. Yeah, Ross Bedori is going to have to step up. That's basically what their offense is going to be around and is him. And it's a big moment for him. He's been probably asking for it a bunch because Simeone has started to get some starts. And, of course, he has to miss because of the red card. Um, but, yeah, I mean, big moment for him. But you hope you, for Napoli's sake, you have that defensive aptitude that you just showed in the super cup and you got to weather the storm.
0: All right. So Simeone is definitely out, right? For this game. Yep. Because that for, be yeah. Because, yeah. Cause else. he got the red. Yeah. So he's definitely out. So yeah, that's going to that's gonna be really, really, really tough for him. Um is going to definitely have to work some magic up top. Uh Looking forward for both these teams, starting off with Lazio. Obviously, uh, after after Napoli, they've got Atalanta, Cagliari, Bayern, Bologna, Torino, and then Fiorentina. Uh, Is there a path for them to make their way back
1: towards the top four, even challenge? I mean, they're one point off, so sure, it's you can't really count them out. Sure, sure. I don't think they'll get there. It's just too. I just don't see the talent there, the ability to repeat what they did last season. Yeah, I see your point. Not to mention, like, they have Champions League as well where they're going to get absolutely smashed. Um, yeah. it's not gonna end there's up. just no two ways about it. Like, Byron are just a wagon. Um, Harry mm-hmm. Kane is going to be a force that is going to destroy him. Like, it'll be what they we saw on Friday against Inter. Yep. The 3 nothing. like, that's it's exactly what we expect for that match. Um I just don't think Lazio will be able to hang. And then away to Cagliari, gotta have the points. Away to Torino, gotta have the points. Home to Bologna, gotta have the points. So it's just Absolutely. like a lot of games going forward. You just you gotta have it. You do. You do. A hundred percent. I mean,
0: this is uh it's it's a little confounding. There's a lot of these games where you know you sort of look at it and you say well, you should have them, but then you think you reconsider, you think, well, this is Lazio, right? Lazio are not very predictable uh the Bayern game they better hope that the same Bayern shows up that played Werder Bremen and uh you know that they really that that's the only opportunity they have right if, if they show up playing like that by all means Lazio might have an opportunity here because they're definitely way better than the Werder Bremen for sure
1: but I don't think that's happening no I, it I does it's a long term it feels like Bayern always shows up in the big European nights. Yeah, so. yeah exactly
0: which is unfortunate, but hopefully that doesn't affect the coefficient for uh, Italy uh, as much. Um, maybe uh, you know we'll still end up getting the fifth spot. We'll see. Moving on to Napoli's uh, upcoming fixtures here. They've definitely got a bit of a um, an interesting slate here. They've got some opportunities. I mean, there's definitely opportunities, but they're facing Barca in there. The way that they're playing currently, I, I just don't see how they have it. I don't see how this game goes well, but I don't know. What do you make of this?
1: Barca haven't really exactly been playing great. I mean, they just won 4-2 against Betis, but um, they haven't really been playing great footy. So if Napoli can can get right Right. by that February 21st, maybe they can hang around. Um, Again, fix your defense, and all of a sudden you're in any game. Um, Like one goal can change anything. Um, But yeah. For, for me, it's really Napoli have to make sure they sure up their defense. Osman might be back for that. Same mm-hmm. with Anguisa. So, again, those are two huge additions they are. that you're getting they are. just in time. Um, but a lot of big games coming up at, like of course, at Lazio and then at Milan two games later. Um, and then down the road, March 3rd, is home against Juventus. Um, but in between all those there's winnable games they got to win again top four and slash five is wide open and do you see a pass for them yes absolutely do you see that happening i don't know about seeing it happening i just (laughs) it is possible they're three points back so it's hard yeah yeah to be like oh wow yeah they're out of it like no they definitely can Oh, of course. Beat out Fiorentina in that race mm-hmm. or Atalanta or Lazio and Bologna and Roma, the teams that are all ahead of them. Like I'd consider Napoli better than all those teams. Right. Um they've just been there's been so many questions about about them, question marks about them all year. And I don't see that really changing in the future. Right. So I don't think they'll make top four, but they certainly could get fifth or sixth, which if there is a fifth spot, maybe they make Champions League.
0: We'll see what happens. I mean, that's uh, the Napoli team has the talent to be able to make this happen, right? Uh, it's just a matter of who shows up any given day. With that, let's switch to uh, Monza and Sassuolo. Now, Monza's coming off a pretty rough loss. Sassuolo's also coming off of a pretty rough loss, both 3-0. Uh, you know, at the very minimum, Sassuolo lost to Juve, 3-0, and Monza lost 3-0 to Empoli. Not great. Um, then before that, they were just manhandled 5 1. And by the way, I, I truly stand by this, it just goes to show how much of an impact Di Gregorio has on this team when this team is just seeing goals coming in left and right when he's not in goal. And you were mentioning this too, and I'm sure you'd want him on your team, and I'm sure any fan would want them, uh, Di Gregorio on their teams in this game, though. what What do we see happening? Because personally, Totally conflicted. The snob, I mean, you look at the last five for Sassuolo. Four of the last five they've lost. You look at Monza, they've lost three of their last five. Drawn 1-1-1. One, one, one. Not great. So it's not as if you've got a lot uh, to work work with here in terms of confidence.
1: Yeah, both are coming off 3 nothing losses and really just uninspired football. Um, yeah. So it's tough. <laughs> like, both teams are in terrible form. Monza last year used their home was a fortress. They, they were a giant killer and granted they're in 12th and like they're a good amount above the relegation zone, but they're not playing the same kind of football that they were last year and getting no. those same big results. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't feel confident in either team. It just <laughs> feels like this game could go anyway. And I'd be like, yeah, that, that that's fair. Like it could end Monza win Sassuolo win tie. Like, big win by one of them and I honestly you just have no idea Um, this is like if you're a gambler just stay away (laughs) just just don't bet (laughs) yeah
0: just avoid run away from this one but you know I'm I'm not running away from it I'm going right into it I'm just going to say 2-1 Sassuolo on this one Uh, I I think Berardi comes back uh, into the fold he scores uh, and that's it yeah that's the impact there you go. My prediction pod special. will
1: be. There you go. We love Pod Special. Uh, my prediction will be two to two
0: tie. Yeah, I like that. That's a good good prediction. Yeah, it seems very like. I mean, either one of these could happen. It could even mm-hmm. go the other way. Who the hell knows? But yeah, it should be an interesting game. Hopefully, it, it's a fun game. These teams are perfectly capable of coming up with a beautiful, beautiful game. Right? They very interesting teams. Very good play styles when they're playing really well right now they're not not playing very well so <laughs> no kind of kind of down on on their luck uh with that uh let's move on to our final game that we're covering for Match Day 22 and that is of course last but not least Fiorentina and Inter Inter playing away uh la viola coming off of kind of an up and down five game stretch right uh two losses two wins one draw uh, Inter, on the other hand, going just fine. Chugging along. No issues whatsoever. Just lifted the Supercopa. Uh What do we see happening here, Robbie?
1: Well, it'll be very interesting because, first off, you have no Hakan and you have no Varela yep. if you're Inter. So that means Eslani's going to start at the Hakan role and probably for Tezi and the other. So. Is Thuram and Lautaro also going to start since they started both the Supercopa games? Um, I imagine one at least gets rested, probably Thuram. Um, but it'll be interesting. It just feels like there's going to be a lot of rotation for this inter side. Um, while Fiorentina, coming off the 3 nothing loss to Napoli, are going to try and need to make a statement. Um, you're at home. I just feel like this game is going to be a lot tighter. And this is a game that Inter doesn't win in years past. And we'll see more of the same. I'm actually going to go a podcast special 2-1 Fiorentina.
0: Wow, man. So you're saying that they're just going to keep giving uh, space to Juve. Potentially. Potentially, potentially. yeah. No no counting points here. Potentially giving giving, uh, Juve a little more breathing room. That's surprising. Not gonna lie. Uh, definitely don't expect this. A pod special two one prediction. Fiorentina's way.
1: Wow, Robbie, you surprised me. Still, that is impressive.
0: You um,
1: know, I mean, Inter aren't gonna win the last eighteen games of the year. Yeah, you yeah, got to try and predict when those eight, when those games that they drop points are. This feels like a big one. Like you're coming off a trophy where you're gonna celebrate. You're traveling from Saudi Arabia. You are pretty exhausted. You put a lot of energy in. It just feels like there's a lot of signs that point to this being a game where they drop points. I do see your point, especially given the fact that maybe the
0: rest uh, key players, because of the Juve game, right? That's a pivotal matchup. You cannot mess that one up. So... You're right. Uh, especially after that cup, you, you definitely have to be careful with Lautaro, with uh, Taram, right? So you're going to play maybe a little more of your B team so as to uh, avoid losing that game, right? So that makes sense. Maybe you lose this game. Uh, I see a draw, 1 1. That's just it. I, I just, Fiorentina's not been exactly inspiring as of late. So that's why I'm sort of going with that. Um, you know, I think they're going through a bit of a funk. Uh, it's unfortunate. But I think they'll be fine in the long run. Um, Inter, on the other hand, their lineup is fine. There's this sort of like a a throwaway game, right? In a sense,
1: where they're just sort of like, perhaps it's a throwaway game. Who knows? Maybe they win. But I don't think this is a throwaway game. I'm just saying I would expect more rotation than usual from Inzaghi. Right? Not like a Benfica one, but like, (laughs) oh, you're gonna see some. Rotation. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Buchanan maybe starts for the first time. Interesting, because I I
0: do see heavy rotation. I see Benfica level rotation for this one because of that Juve game coming right up, right
1: back up, right. So that's pretty significant. Pretty significant. You can't lose that. You can't afford to lose that. You have a week in between those two games, though. For me, that's like, sure. Sure. like that's a full rest. Yeah. Like these players are never used to that full week off. Um. Fair point. So I would expect, yeah, maybe one of the strikers. Maybe. And then definitely, well, Hakan definitely is getting rested. Barella, because they can't play. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of Darmian and Pavard are off and Buchanan gets his first start. Demfries was on the bench, so maybe he gets a minute. So you do like a half and a half. Um, Augusto probably starts. Yeah. But then outside those guys, like, Mickey will start because he's just a uh, iron man. <laughs> um, like a Cherubi, Iron Man, he'll start. And then Bastoni will probably be back in. He was not fit for today, but yeah, it'll be interesting. And just,
0: uh, on, on, on the Fiorentina team, uh what, what are we seeing from them? Because it, it, you know, obviously started off very differently and it's kind of going a little differently. It's still fourth place. Mind you, I'm not, I'm not going to be harsh on them. Like they're, they're doing fine. They're in fourth place here. But they're sputtering, right? They're sputtering. Uh, consistency has been iffy
1: at best. What what makes that? Yeah, I mean, I just don't think they're a top four team. Um, I mean, currently they, of course, are. They are in fourth place. Um, right. But I just think Atalanta will push them and probably pass them, especially like when Luckman gets back or below. Like I think Bologna will actually even be able to pass Fiorentina. Eventually. I just have more faith in them. Napoli probably do pass them as well. Um, I don't think Roma do because they're just a f- dumpster fire. Um, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, they, you never know what you're going to get with them. They could no. score four yeah. goals and look amazing and have unbelievable footy mm-hmm. playing, but then they could just, yeah, lay an egg like the three nothing lost to napoli in the supercopa and look brutal so you just never know what you're going to get and when you never know what you're going to get you can't trust them
0: oh absolutely uh it, it's definitely been an iffy run as of late i mean starting from november 25th to january 6th we're talking about a uh they went one the one zero loss two one win three zero win and 1-1, so three draws in a row there, and then three uh, 1-0 victories in a row, and then 1-0 loss January 6th, followed by two more draws and 3-0 loss to Napoli in the Supercopa. Not very inspiring, like you just said. And I, I think part of it is just that roster limitation again. You know, injuries makes for roster limitations and just financial limitations, right? There's only so much you can do. And uh, you kind of have to expect this, right? There's only... You You may have these great players, but they, they just run out of steam at some points, right? When they're doing all this heavy lifting, right? You just want to run out of steam. There's only... so You can't maintain that kind of form the entire season. So, in my mind, it's totally understandable. Uh, totally saw that happening. But let's look at some of the games they've got coming up ahead. Uh, Fiorentina specifically are playing Lecce, following this, uh, Lecce, Frosinone, Bologna, Empoli, Lazio, and Torino. Not bad, right? I mean, those, are, those all seem like doable.
1: Like, it's a good path for them, right? Yeah, I mean, they can... It's a good path, can, right? uh, Yeah, it's a good path. They can um, get results in any one of these games. They could also lose any one of those games. My thing is, you just don't know what one you're going to get. You're right. Lecce away. Lecce have a lot to play for. Um, Frosinone, they have a lot to play for. Um, Away to Bologna. That's a big top four game. Home to Lazio. Big top six game. Um, But yeah, so like a lot of big games that they're just going to consistently be playing. And... um, They'll eventually have a conference league game in there. Um, yeah, they're currently on the bye because they won their group. Um, and for them, I feel like that's the most important competition, like, they absolutely need to attempt to win that. Um, there's other good teams in it, so they're not the only good team, um, mm-hmm. like they saw in the final last year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if they can get back into the final and win that that'd be massive that'd be that's that's the tournament that was made for Fiorentina like it's such a good tournament for those mid teams and that's not like a offense to Fiorentina like no no of course like that was a massive trophy for West Ham yeah um, and yeah
0: thats I mean, I, I, well well put well put uh, I think the Fiorentina team. Definitely has a a path. I think you know, sixth place for them wouldn't be a, a bad finishing spot. I think uh, I think you're right. Uh, they're not a top four team, but sixth place, fine, right? Uh, if they end up in that spot, obviously somebody else is going to get that conference league spot. Next team up, then uh, you know they end up in Europa League, which is fantastic for them if they end up you know winning, right? But we'll see. That's still a ways off there. Uh, with that, let's move to Inter for uh, a little bit of. Uh, looking into the future here. Uh, and Inter's got a bit of a tough matchup, uh, you know, coming up here. So obviously, besides Fiorentina, you got Juve, Roma. You know, you could debate whether that's tough, but that it is what it is. Sanitana, Atletico Madrid, that's a tough matchup. Uh, and then Lecce and uh, Atalanta. So what, what are we seeing here? Crystal ball time. Tell me what
1: you see in Inter's uh, future. Well, like I said before, we don't count points. Um, We take it one game at a time. We've learned from our mistakes in the past. Um, Yeah, you just got to focus on yourselves. Do not think about anyone else. It is about how Inter performs and Inter performs themselves. Like, they go to Fiorentina, try and get the result. If you do or don't, you're on the Juventus. It doesn't matter at this point now. You're on the Juventus, and then you're on to Roma. Um, None of these – like. Inter at home is certainly Tana, yeah. They should win that game. But again, yeah. nothing's easy. Like, of course not. You have to get it done. Away to Roma, I don't think that's like an easy game. They no, might have not. figured themselves out by now with De Rossi at the helm. Maybe they have um by then. So you never know. Um but yeah, I do think this Fiorentina game's tricky. Juve tricky, Roma tricky. That's three games in a row. That's tricky. Thankfully, you get a nice little breather with Slernitana before the Mm -hmm. Champions League game which Atleti is always tricky especially with Simeone like being an Interista knowing the team well Um, so that'll be a very fun tie that I'm looking forward to Yeah, absolutely
0: Uh, all in all I I see a path for them to just keep remaining where they are I hope they don't of course but we'll see where that, that goes here we are. We're at the end of of uh, the preview episode. Um, it'll be an interesting week. I mean, this is there's a lot of good matchups in this week. Uh, of course, a lot of good storylines to follow. So we'll see what exciting things we got to talk about next week. And uh, Champions League matchups are coming up, right? Just over just over the horizon. There, just hiding away. We got some nice nice matchups: Europa League, Conference League, Champions League. We'll be talking about all of those. Uh, oh yeah. And next thing you know, we'll be talking like the last five weeks of the season, and that'll be it. Yep. Man, I can just see it. It's crazy. it unbelievable. With that, this episode is over. Thank you, Robbie, for joining me. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. We will be back next Tuesday with a recap of week 22. And, of course, following Thursday with the preview episode for the following week. Thank you again uh follow us uh on Instagram, Threads, X, YouTube. Leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, review us. Tell Robbie he shouldn't be an inner fan. Tell tell me I shouldn't be a UVA fan by all means. Let us know if our podcast sucks or if our podcast is great. Do you like it? Do not? I just let us know. Whatever it is. Any comments are welcome, right Robbie? Yes sir. And then Robbie, you get your customary little uh, you know, Take your walk. You know, You've I already,
1: already had my walk at no, the beginning. You, you got it one more. Great. It was Get great. Get it out day. of here. It was a great day. I'm very much more team at the end of this podcast. It's great. Yeah. You know, we're on to Fiorentina. That's in the words of the great Bill Belichick. <laughs> we're on to Fiorentina. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing That's sports. Right. He's here. gone. Let's
0: go. He's gone. Yeah. Uh, I do want to quickly, quickly ask you for your favorite thing that happened this week. I mean, I think it's pretty
1: obvious, but favorite I thing mean, that the, happened the this Wattaro week. The goal. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, of course. That a pretty great goal. Yeah. To finish it off. Win the cup. What a player. Least favorite thing. Uh Hakan getting a yellow in the first <laughs> game and then a second game. And now he has to yeah. miss a game. Uh yeah, that's quite that's frustrating because right. right. for yeah. me, I think he plays the Brozovic role where when you don't have him, mm-hmm. you enter are significantly downgraded. It's a very different um, team. So big very game different. for Aslani. Gotta yeah. step up.
0: Yeah, I mean, my, my favorite thing of the week. Uh, obviously, Juve's big, you know, continuation of their, their 3-0 win streak here. I, uh, loving it. Loving every last second of it. Vlaovic coming up. Team effort. Uh, just amazing. Love to see it. Least favorite thing? Chiesa getting a th- the third goal and just screwing up my prediction. <laughs> not, not cool. Not cool, bro. Uh, I thought we were friends. <laughs> but Unbelievable. Jokes aside. I mean, completely. Like, seriously, man. Um uh, One more thing I just want to mention before we sign off. Uh, Today, uh, Italian legend, leading uh, goal scorer for Italy, uh, Gigi Rivera, uh, sorry, Gigi Riva, I apologize, uh, died at the age of 79. Uh, He played for Cagliari in Serie A, 315 appearances, 164 goals. And, of course, he was uh, an Italian forward as well, uh, 42 appearances, 35 goals, most in Italian national team history. Uh, Our hearts go out to uh, his family. Uh, w- what a loss, what a loss for the Italian uh, national team community in Serie a, uh, as well. But with that, uh, thank you again, Robbie. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Yeah.